one day you're going to want to tell your success story. Today, I'm going to share something I did made remembering, appreciating, and telling my story a lot easier. And if you also do this, I promise your future self will thank you for it. Stay tuned to see what it is. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So first, I got to kick off today by saying, woohoo, episode 150, which is something I don't ever, ever, ever do. We got sound effects to celebrate. I have like four sound effects on my mixing board that I don't ever use. That's one of them. Uh, before we move on, though, I do want to just like take a moment. Like this is a fairly big deal for me. 150 episodes. Thank you for all of you who tune in regularly. Thank you for the feedback I get from you. Thank you for people who post questions for me to address. I appreciate every single one of you. Um, this is sometimes a lot of fun. It's like anything else. Sometimes it's a lot of fun. Sometimes it feels like a lot of work. Sometimes I, I, I wonder why am I doing this? And I bump into somebody and says, man, you talked about this thing really helped me. And I appreciate you doing that so much. And it makes it all worthwhile. And uh, this podcasting thing is just like anything else we do. Sometimes there's peaks and sometimes there's valleys. And uh, to get to 150 episodes, I'm really excited. And again, just want to take a moment and say thank you for all of you who support me doing this. Um, you truly mean a lot to me. I hope you know that. I hope I do a good job of telling you that. If I don't, I'm telling you now, I really mean it. Thank you. And I thought it was kind of appropriate to share something that is not people are going to wonder why the heck are you talking about this? Um, it doesn't matter until it matters. And, and this is something that I think that we can totally lose sight of a benefit we can give ourselves later on. And for me anyway, super helpful for me to, that, to do the thing I'm going to talk about before I get into that though, I just want to share a quote. Now I got this on online. I don't know if it's true or not. It just popped up in my social media feed. I don't know if this is being attributed to the right person. I don't know if it's said the right way, but I saw this like two years ago, April of 2022. And I took a screenshot of it and I just, it, it's just kind of stuck with me. And it's a quote attributed to Waylon Jennings, the country music singer, big fan of his, by the way. Uh, and it says, I wish sometimes I, that I could go back and start all over again because winning the war ain't nothing. Fighting the battles is really where it's at. I've just, that has stuck with me. Now, again, when I, as I read this, I had sold my company. And so, you know, it, I was, you know, it's easy for me to look back on things and kind of say, well, yeah, like, you know, once you've done the thing, you miss doing the stuff that gets you to do the thing, right? That, that's, that's kind of how it works. And I remember, you know, how recalling how I felt in the days leading up to selling my company. And, you know, in those, in those days and weeks and months, like I knew it was coming for, you know, four or five months. It takes a long time. There's due diligence process. There's, there's tons of stuff that goes into that. So it's not an overnight deal for sure. Uh, but so I had plenty of time to kind of reflect on it. But as it came down to like, you know, 10 days away, seven days away, five days away, three days away, like, you know, there's a, there's a whole, uh, 
variety of emotions that are going on. And I just remember how I felt in those days leading up to it. I don't recall. I did, I, what, I know I, for sure I was not like relishing in the money. Now, I, listen, I was certainly, I felt accomplished. I was grateful and I was really happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it wasn't like I, I, I uh, didn't appreciate that or value that, but that wasn't what I dwelled on. I didn't dwell on some notion that I had done it. You know, I, in my case, I certainly felt like that was a major step towards doing what I wanted to do in my life, but it wasn't the step. It was a huge, huge component of it. No question. So I didn't really dwell on that. I, you know, I had done it and I had kind of checked off the success box in life and now we're moving on. But I did do a lot of reflecting, kind of like I would imagine you would do at your grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. And I recall like the great victories and the utter failures. Like, you know, I'm again, I'm imagining like your grandparents telling stories of their life, you know, the the highs and the lows. And, and you know, in our case, in more of a business application, I remember the times we finally admitted defeat on something we had been so confident. Like, I know this is the way it's supposed to be. I know this is going to work. And this is 100% going to be the key to our success. And then, you know, three, four years later, you finally go, okay, I give up. It's, it's just not going to work the way I thought. And we've poured enough time, money, and energy into this thing. It's just not meant to be. We need to move on. <laughs> there's things like that. And there's times we persevered and, and won when it didn't seem like we should have won, frankly. And sometimes things happen just out of luck. You know, I'll, I, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I don't, I don't think we should bank on luck, but I can certainly look back at a few key instances where we gained. I remember this one time we, we were three, four years in and we gained a client just by happening to be at the right place at the right time. They needed us. We had a person like 20 minutes away or not 20 minutes away, like 10 minutes away to, to help them. And it should have in, in any regular circumstance, it would have been, we would have been two, three hours easily. We look like an absolute hero just from dumb luck. We got this massive piece of equipment we needed for like an absolute bargain price. It was an awesome piece of equipment. It was everything we needed. It came just at the right time in our business about a year in. We got it for like 20 grand. It should have cost us 50. We didn't have 50. We barely had 20. It was just, we just found the thing at the right time. And it was, you know, just there's things like that. Just, it was luck. And it's a compelling part of the story. And, and now looking back, you know, when you're, you have a business doing, you know, eight, $10 million a year in revenue. Um, a $20,000 thing doesn't seem like a big deal anymore. But at the time it was like, it was like a huge thing. I mean, it was just, it was the story of the year in our business. Right. And, and so the, the compelling story, I don't think is like where you started or how you finish, but it's how you went from the start to the end. It's, it's the journey right now. I don't want to get into any cliche kind of things and bumper stickery kind of sayings, but I would ask you, like, why do we take and keep family photos? Why is it like I had a friend who who uh, owned a business where they took paper photos and like scanned them and organized them and put them into electronic phone books or I'm sorry, photo books, photo albums that were electronic. So you could make like duplicates and you could, you know, the cousins could have one and everyone and whatever. And he, I remember him telling me numerous times that when people's houses would catch on fire, the, especially like the, the mom or the wife or the, or the, the matriarch of the household, the woman of the household, one of the things that they would absolutely like risk life and limb to go into a burning house to get was the family photo album. And it's like, well, why is it? Why do these little bits of nostalgia matter? Now, of course, nowadays, you know, it's largely electronics, but you know, electronic files, electronic folders, electronic, pictures and things like that 
But why do these things matter? Why do these little bits of nostalgia matter? And the truth is, I have no idea why our brains relish at looking at old family photos. But I know for sure that we do. I know without a doubt that looking at a photo of my grandma Clay enhances that already strong feeling I have for her. It's, now, it's not like I don't have feelings for her without the photo, but it's just stronger when I'm looking at the photo or holding a memento that, that she gave me or something reminds me of her or whatever. I don't, I don't know why it's that way, but it is that way. So what the heck does this have to do with business? You're probably wondering. One of the things I'm absolutely the most thankful and grateful to my younger self for doing is documenting the journey. I have a paper and electronic file full of things to remind me what was important at that time in our business. So I'll give you some examples. And before I go into the examples, though, you know, just take a minute and think about like the things that are going on in your world right now that that are big. But if you look at, like, you know, let's say you want to build a $10 million business and, and your business now is a half million dollar business. Well, when you look back, that stuff gets minimized by scale and it gets minimized by time and it gets minimized because you did the thing. And, and it's scarier when you're looking at the mountain and you're not sure if you can climb the mountain than it is after you've climbed the mountain. You look back and go, well, sometimes you might even go, well, that was kind of a silly thing to worry about, but who cares? It's part of the story. It matters that it, it mattered at the time. It matters that it was a massive adversity at the time, right? So some of the things that, that I kept, and these are just examples. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying you should do any of these things. These are things I'm glad I did. And I will tell you that they certainly help tell my story now, which, you know, without these things, it would be, be harder for me to remember some of the details. Frankly, that's a lot of it. It's just like me remembering some of the stuff. So examples are like, we took a, a quote unquote fleet photo, <laughs> like two months in that we, we first got our. Our first two, so our first fleet photo was two vans and we had got them with some decals put on with a logo that, you know, and, and like the, the way the vans looked four years later, that look was entirely obsolete, but whatever. Two months in, we had our, our first two vans with, you know, the vinyl lettering put on it, not a wrap. We couldn't afford a wrap. There's no way we could afford a wrap. We just had like, you know, the, the $800 version of vinyl letters put on the side of our two vans. We took a picture of it. It was a fleet photo. We backed them up back to back and, and took photos of it, right? And then we took another one, another photo of the next year. And we had eight vehicles. And then three years later, we now we had 20 vehicles. We had to coordinate with the local church. And we had to, like, you know, figure out a way to have them let us use their parking lot. Because the only thing we could think of was big enough to hold 20 vehicles. And so the three years later, we took a picture with, with our 20-vehicle fleet. And then two years after that, we had over 40 vehicles. And we, we, in our parking lot of a building we owned, like by then, like then we took the photos there and those four photos though, tell a story. They, they were, you know, it reminds like the one where I, the, the second year photo, where we had eight vehicles. One of them was my 1997 Ford Taurus had brown stripes on the side that I sold to the company when the, when we, the company had no money and I had no money because we were just starting out. I sold the company for $1,100. But the company didn't have $1,100 to pay me, so I had to take the $1,100 over four installments over eight weeks. <laughs> That's a compelling part of the story that I would I would maybe forget if we didn't have the photo to remind me. And their front and center in our fleet photo is my brown and white 1997 Ford Taurus is worth $1,100. And it's fun. It's funny. It's it's interesting. It's compelling, I think, personally. So if none of this stuff matters to you, then you're probably already tuned out by now. But this stuff has mattered to me, and I wouldn't consider myself to be an overly emotional or nostalgic guy. I'm middle of the road on both those things, probably. 
So aside from photos, other things I kept were I kept the receipt, like the actual bank receipt from our first $100,000 deposit. That was a massive, huge deal. Now, you know, the, the fact that I may have saved up our, our checks for two days instead of the normal or three days instead of the normal two days, or I may have, you know, helped that along. We may have had enough money in the bank where I could hang on for an extra day or two to get the $100,000 instead of going three times that week. Maybe I only went to, I don't know how the details are, but it was still a $100,000 deposit of actual checks. That was, that was massive for our business. I mean, that was a huge milestone. I have an AR report for the date we were first owed $25,000 in receivables. Again, looking back when, when I sold the company, receivables were well over half a million dollars. Well over half a million dollars. So a $25,000 receivables report is like nothing. But it, it's, not, it's not intended to be compared in dollars. It's, it was a huge milestone. The company went from, it was still in, it's an infancy then. It was, still, it was still not even a toddler yet in the scope of a company's journey, right? I have our first, trifold price sheet and like uh, the thing we would hand out. So when I would go door to door for days, I'd park downtown of Seattle, the major metropolitan city we were at or Tacoma or, or Bellevue in that area. I would just park downtown and I would hand out however many, you know, 50 or hundred or whatever these trifold pamphlets I could hand out a day, walking downtown in the major areas, you know, where there's businesses and things like that, trying to drum up commercial business. And our first trifold price sheet, was in this horrible orange and black color scheme because those are the colors we first picked. Now it's no, they were no, when I sold the company, there was nowhere near those color schemes. It was not orange and black, <laughs> but it's fun to look back and go, this is how insane we were. Like, like the colors we picked were orange and black for crying out loud. I have pictures of Christmas parties. I have picture of the time that I went on vacation. And while I was gone, our employees covered my entire office with post-it notes. Now, I don't mean they covered like my desk in post-it notes. I mean they covered my entire office in post-it notes. I would I would estimate the dollars spent on post-it notes was well over a hundred dollars. And the labor invested <laughs> was probably over a thousand dollars. I was finding post-it notes for three months afterwards. They put post-it notes on the underside of my desk. They put post-it notes inside my file cabinet. They put post-it notes. I mean, the screen of my laptop had was covered in post-it notes. Like the door was covered in post-it notes and, and it was, it's just a, it's a fun story. It's a, it's a fantastic illustration of the kind of environment we had where, yeah, we were deadly serious about getting things done, but we also had fun and it was, it felt okay for the employees to post-it note, the owner of the company's office. Like (laughs) that's a good illustration of the kind of culture we had. And without pictures of that stuff, I would, I would, frankly, I would forget, right? I have awards we received. I have goofy pictures or pictures of goofy outfits we wore at golf tournaments we sponsored. And having these things just makes it so much easier to tell our story and to remember what mattered in that moment, rather than looking at what mattered through the lens of everything working out. Because when everything works out, like the struggles are diminished. It's not as, it's not as exciting. It's not as compelling. It's not as scary. It's not as difficult. It's not as a grand of achievement to hit a hundred thousand dollars in deposits when, you know, five years later, you're that's, that's, if you get a hundred thousand dollar deposit, you're like, Oh, we're in trouble. It just changes. Right. And so it makes it so much more enjoyable to, uh, to remember the journey 
which again, going back to the Whalen Jennings quote, I think that's what we miss when we, when you do it, when you've done the thing, what you miss is the grind and you miss the, the challenge and overcoming adversity for many of us. Now, now for some of us, that's not the case. Some of us like, Hey, I hammered a big check and now I'm off to the, you know, the nonprofit work I want to do or whatever. Like, and that's fine. I'm not like, of course, I'm not like discounting that. That's fantastic. Hooray. But some of us, we missed the, we missed the journey. We, we missed the grind. We, you know, after you've reached the top of your mountain, you'll miss the climb because the climb is where the excitement is. When you've done it, it's boring. <laughs> so, you know, another thing to consider is, is it's entirely possible you'll miss nearly every single one of the things that drive you crazy today, as odd as that seems. So my point with this is, as we're rounding the corner on this podcast of 150 episodes, which is, again, it's not a huge thing. It's not a major milestone in in the big scheme of things, but it's still a milestone that matters right now. And it's a good time to talk about, like, just make time, not take time, make time to document your journey. Take the pictures, capture the milestones. There's things on your P&L that you're going to hit thresholds where it's like, man, 10 years from now, this is going to be overlooked if I don't remember it. Let's remember it like that. Your first $100,000 in your AR is a big deal. Your first $100,000 a month is a big deal. Your first million dollar a year is a big deal. And these are things that you can't necessarily tell your friends and family about because it'd be, it'll be weird. Like you can't call your, your high school buddy and say, hey, we had a million dollars in our checking account. <laughs> like you can't do that, right? But you later on will appreciate it. There will be people in your life later on who will appreciate the story, maybe even your high school friend, but you can't do it now because it's weird. And, and, and we want to, like be able to, to appreciate and reflect on and, you know, again, just appreciate the journey and remember the details that will get like the, the rough edges will get filed off over time. And through the lens of, of accomplishment, the difficulties just get minimized and we shouldn't minimize those. Like, like the compelling part of the story is the, the significance of the adversity you had to overcome and time just diminishes that. And our memory just, it fades. And so take the pictures, capture the milestones, keep the mementos, have a box that you throw stuff in. If you don't give your future self the tools to help remember the journey, you're robbing that person of most of the joy that will come when it's time to reflect and appreciate everything you went through to reach your dreams. Without these things, we'll minimize the difficulties we have to overcome. We'll, we'll forget the parts of the story that make it the most compelling. Again, not, this is not as serious a topic as usual, and I get that, but I think it's an important one. And again, I'm, I'm talking about this through the lens of a person who, who's glad I had these things. And I would be really sad if I didn't have these things now that I have them. Now, if you don't ever have these things, you can't know what it'd be like to have them. There'd be certain things you might say, well, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have taken pictures of that. But just take the photos. The same reason we care about having family photo albums, we, we will care or, and appreciate, I should say, having things to tell us the story of our business along the way. So Anyhow, again, not as serious as usual. I hope you don't mind the interruption on the on the uh, serious nature of the topic. And uh, celebrate yourself. Take the time to celebrate yourself. I guess that's the message here. All right. If you find the information I share helpful, please share this podcast with a friend or colleague you think can benefit from. Of course, public sharing is always appreciated. But this podcast is for business owners and business leaders in service industries. You know, blue collar examples would be people in trades, home services, carpet cleaning, plumbing, electrical, roofing, painting, all that kind of good stuff, pest control, um, 
you know, those kinds of home service tradesy kind of things. Uh, this podcast is for business owners and business leaders in those areas. Um, it's also for people in white collar industries like marketing agencies and accounting firms and bookkeeping firms and IT service providers. Those kind of industries also are who this is for. And medical, chiropractors, veterinarians, dentists, boutique non-insurance medical clinics, acupuncture clinics. Like these are the folks I'm speaking to in this podcast. So if you know somebody in some of those areas or similar, I can't list them all, obviously. Uh, but if you know somebody in those areas or similar, please share this podcast. You never know what somebody might hear to make their life a lot easier. And that's the point, right? Just help each other out, make life easier, help everybody make more progress. So thanks for uh, sticking with me through episode 150. That's it for this week. And I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>